Hey, good morning, everyone. This is The Pillage Pastor for another episode of The Pillage Pastor, where today we are asking the question, is God sovereign? And what does that even mean? Does it really matter? How does it matter in our life today? So that's what we're talking about. That's what's next. Stay tuned. So the sovereignty of God, it refers to the fact that God is in complete control of everything. He is never absent from everything. He's always present with us. And humans are able to still make, some people believe this, some people don't, still make genuine choices. Even if God is completely involved in their world today, he still is uh, uh, not like forcing you to do anything, that you can still make genuine decisions. He's not causing everything to happen all around you. He's not forcing circumstances. Um, He does allow these decisions to then, you know, birth good and bad consequences. But ultimately he stays in control. And ultimately, he's going to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish. Ultimately, all things are progressing toward an end that he has determined. And at the same time, you and I have free choice. We can make the choices whether to acknowledge him, not to acknowledge him, make good choices, bad choices, kill, you know, not kill, lie, not lie, steal, not steal. I mean, we have choices and those choices will bear consequences. And yet God is in complete control. Can he stop a bad event from happening? Yeah, he can do that. But he's kind of given given us this gift of life, the ability to choose, and for those choices to impact all of life. Does he interrupt events in the world? Sure he does. He never stays out of control. Nothing catches him by surprise. Nothing catches him by surprise in the world. Nothing catches him by surprise in your life. You're not going to do something that surprises God. He's always in control. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's all-present. He's everywhere, super involved in the world. He did not create the world and then ditch out, ditch us all, and leave us to spin here, you know, in this universe that he created. So we're talking about God's sovereignty. We're talking about his involvement. Is he sovereign? What difference does it make? How does it impact everyday life. Now we can trust what the Bible says about God's character. Like I I do believe what the Bible says about God's character. And I see a God that, I don't know. I mean, whatever story you're reading, whether in the old or new Testament, sometimes you feel like it's a different God, but it's all the same God expressing different parts of his character, justice, love, grace, punishment, passion, creativity, all of these wonderful things that are in the nature of God. But ultimately, he's created us to glorify him, knowing that, hey, we have a choice to acknowledge him, not to acknowledge him, which will breed the consequences for that. And yet at the same time, again, he's moving all things in in a direction. So for those who have put their faith in him, been made alive in Christ, Romans 8.28 says, we know that all things in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So you love him. You acknowledge him. You're in a relationship of grace where he's loving. You're forgiven. He's going to work good things into your life. 
because you've been called according to his purpose. And we can be confident in that, that there is a work that he's doing in our life. There's a work that he's doing in the world. And, uh, and he stays in control. Nothing catches him by surprise. What do you think about that? Do you, do you buy that? Do you buy that God is in complete control? That like nothing catches him by surprise. Nothing escapes his eye. I mean, that is what the Bible teaches that he is very involved in the world around us and that we can experience his work in the world around us as well as in our lives. He is in control. Okay. So I can only share from my own experiences. So, you know, that's kind of just off the cuff what I, what I understand about God's sovereignty. And I know we can go dig deep into this, but it doesn't matter. Like as in, as in it matters in one way, but forget about like the correctness of everything. Just God is sovereign. He's in control. He has a plan. He's going to work out that plan. You are involved in that plan. So maybe it's as cut and dry as that for how we're going to apply it today. Now, here's the thing. When I was a young believer as a teenager, trying to figure out God's will, trying to figure out my destiny, knowing I had given my life to him and was trusting him to do something with my life, believing in his word that if I surrender to him and I chose to serve him every day, things were going to come together for me. I wasn't going to miss out on good things. I'd still have choices, but the key was just to stay close to Jesus as close as possible, right? I wouldn't have to worry. He's in control. He's going to work out everything. He's going to move things along. He's going to move me along, mature me, develop me, grow me until I reach eternity. And he'll always be with me, never leave me. But I still had this idea that if I botched it up, if I failed, if I made just one wrong decision, you know, I was going to be out of his will. It's like, God, I want your will so bad. I want to know the right thing to do. I don't want to botch it up. I want to make sure that I, I I just don't slow down progress. I'm so scared for something to go wrong. I'm so afraid to make a bad decision. Well, I'll tell you what, that's not freedom. That's not freedom in Christ. That's not understanding his relationship with us. That's not understanding grace. That really is living in fear. And we understand from God's word that if we're in Christ, uh, we don't live in fear, Right. We don't have a spirit within us. He hasn't given us a spirit that's all fearful and timid and scared. And so that's all from the flesh and a misunderstanding of God's word. He's in control. That also means that, hey, man, stay close to me. Everything's going to work out. It's going to be okay. All right, just stay close to me, right? I'm going to share with you, let you be a part of great things. I'm going to bless your life. I'm going to, you serve me with everything you've got. and you know what? I, I want to give you the desires of your heart. And what's amazing is, Ryan, if you stay close to me, if you love me, what's going to be crazy is that your heart is actually going to be developed and, and uh, your, your soul, your desires, your passions are going to align with my passions, my desires, my heart. And you will have the desires of your heart. I will plant desires within you and they are a desire to prosper you, to bless you, to give you happiness. Happiness might not come in, 
you know, the form of a big, beautiful house out in the country or whatever, and getting an awesome boat to cruise around on the multiple lakes in my area and drive an awesome truck, which I do not bragging or anything, but it's just peace in life and good things, regardless of the circumstance you find yourself in. If you stay close to Jesus, you're going to have a level of peace and comfort and hope, and you're going to appreciate and know the good things that he brings into your life. You're going to be thankful. And that's a great place to be, believing that he's in control, even when you feel completely out of control. Let's leave it with that for the first segment here. How do you feel? Do you feel in control or do you feel out of control of your life? Do you feel like that you've allowed God to be in control? Are you giving him permission to be in control today? Or are you in charge of the reins of your own life? Let's take a break. We're talking about God's sovereignty, how it impacts us on a daily basis, how it impacts our perspective. Do you believe that God is sovereign? Is he in control of all things or is he out of control? Do you feel in control of your own life or do you feel out of control? Do you feel inadequate? Do you feel scared, fearful? And are you a believer? Do you believe in God? Do you believe in his promises? Do you believe that he's gracious? Do you believe that he's a loving father, a good, good father? Or do you think he's a father that beats his kids, right? Comes home and kicks the dog, cusses up a storm. I don't know what your experience was. I mean, I really didn't have a bad experience growing up in that sense. Even though I never lived with my dad, I had a great stepdad. But I did see men coming in and out of our lives that weren't necessarily good men. Um, But I had men in my own family that were pretty awesome. Nonetheless, none of them really exemplified who God was. I I, I honestly, I just had to have this idea about, you know, who a God that was loving and patient, never left you, was proud of you. Was God really like that? If there wasn't a man in my life who was like that, and yet we're talking about a loving father who loves, nurtures, disciplines, gives good things to his kids, stays right beside you. He doesn't just give you a task and leave you to do it. He stays right there and shows you how amazing it is to be a part of of life, all the adventures and how good you've got it. Or how to appreciate the little things, how to make the most of the little things. A father like that, God is sovereign. He's very involved and he would bend a knee. He would get down to eye level with you and say, I love you. I'm in complete control and you don't need to always feel like you're in control. You just need to know the one who really is in control and you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Do you believe that? Do you believe that if you serve God, if you give him your heart, everything's going to be okay? Or do you feel that everything could fall apart right now? That he's going to let you fall? That he's going to let you go? Or do you believe that he really will get you to the finish line? You know, our our choices do matter. We've got to make wise decisions. 
And um, he's there to give us the wisdom that we need if we really will let him in. And we need to be taking those things that we know are good to do and doing them. Take what we know, put it into practice. The wisdom that we have, put it into practice. Don't expect good things to come in your life if you're not even you know, abiding by your own rules for life. Knowing the good that you ought to do and not doing it is in fact the definition the Bible gives for sin. That's what sin is. That's missing the mark. Sin is missing the mark. It's missing the perfect mark. And you can have rules for yourself, a truth for yourself, and never live up to it. Maybe you don't even have a relationship with God, but you have certain standards in your life. And you're like, I need to, to do this and I need to do that. And at the end of the day, you're like, man, I didn't do what I knew I needed to do. Well, guess what? You just missed the mark. You just sinned. You just failed your own standards, right? Guarantee it's better to know what God's standards are and know that when we fail those standards, his mercy and his grace and his forgiveness are there. And he's still with us. He doesn't leave us. He still works with us to get us on the right path, helps us finish the race of life strong, the sovereignty of God in relation to your life. The very fact that you can just put your faith in God and he's going to get you through anything and you're going to come out the other side and be like, man, I never imagined I'd, ha- I'd have such a great life or great, get, get to be a part of such great things. I don't deserve this. And I know I don't, but God has been good. He's been in control when I thought he was absent, when I was thought I was on my own, making my own decisions. I wasn't. He was right there with me, even saving me from bad decisions because of his grace, because I called out to him. He was even saving me from bad decisions. Let's take a break. Come right back. Romans chapter eight, for those God foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So he foreknows you. He, his plans are for you to be conformed into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined. He also called and those he called, he justified those he justified. He glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If he is for us, that's crazy to think that if you're in a relationship with Jesus, if you have faith in him, you've accepted him as your Lord and savior, you're in a relationship with God. It might not be a perfect relationship on your part, but it's crazy that the Bible says that he's for us. So a God that's in complete control of all things, never has lost control. Even when things seem chaotic, world war, craziness going on in the U.S. today, there's always been crazy, craziness here. There's always been craziness all around the world. But it says that if God is for you, his son, the one who's put faith, faith in him, who can be against us, right? God is for you. Have you ever thought about that, that God's actually for you? He's rooting for you. He's on your side. That's kind of a crazy concept anyway, because you you would think that no God should be on the side of any man, right? But the one true God says that he's on your side because he's made you part of the family. And you can trust that if you stay close to him, he's going to get you to your final destination and you're going to be better off than you would have ever been on your own. He is sovereign. 
He makes choices that are in your best interest and teaches you to do the same. Early on, though, coming back to my childhood, giving my faith to the Lord, not knowing what it was to have a dad that was there for you and would bail you out if you got into trouble. He didn't buy me my first car. He didn't teach me how to work on my car. I still love my dad, but he, he just it wasn't that type of relationship. He didn't show me how to you know, build a house and he could build a house. He could build anything, that guy. He didn't teach me how to do nothing, right? I was on my own, felt like I was on my own, felt like I had to do everything on my own. All my accomplishments would have to be what I I personally worked for. Yet I was a kid who had no confidence. I I was a kid who just was really down on myself, a kid who got bad grades, a kid who was bad at sports, a kid early on who was overweight. I mean, it felt like the world was against me. I was always a a Debbie Downer. I mean, because I just felt like I was hopeless and helpless. If I didn't step up the game, no one's going to step up for me. If I didn't accomplish something, no one else was going to accomplish it for me. There was no, there there would be no free ride whatsoever. So I went into life with that mentality. And yet at the same time with super low self-esteem, but I worked really, really, really hard, but I did feel any moment this God that I loved could just walk out the door because I didn't have an example of something other than that, of somebody that could come into my life and rescue me and, and like, and make sure that we weren't going to fall apart, make sure that my family wasn't going to be provided for, that we wouldn't have a roof over my head. I, I just knew I just need to keep working hard to make sure nothing fell apart. And if I made any bad decisions, all hell would break loose and I could lose everything. Now, that could happen if you step outside of God's will and deliberately, knowingly turn away from him and do your own thing. You can lose your job. You can lose your family. You can go to jail. You can get in really bad relationships, right? You can suffer really bad if you truly are like, you know, I was a child of God. I believed in him, gave him my life. But then... I just decided, no, don't want that anymore. I want to do my own thing. I'm not happy. You go your own direction. Yeah, things are going to fall apart. You stay close to Jesus, no matter how rocky the road is. He's going to stay close to you and he's going to get you to the destination. He's not going to let you. Someone had once said that salvation is kind of like a pickup truck. It's like if you're hanging out in the back of a pickup truck on a dirt road, a bumpy dirt road with Jesus. And the truck is hitting all of these potholes and just dust is going everywhere and you're bouncing around in the back of the truck. And Jesus is that is Jesus. Let's say this. Yeah. Jesus is driving the truck and you're in the back and he's saying, don't worry, I'm going to get you where you need to go. I know it's a rocky road. You know, I know that there's a lot of bumps. There's a lot of turns. You're being thrown, you know, against the cab, against the tailgate, against each side of the vehicle right? Hitting the wheel well over and over again as this truck is screaming down this dirt, bumpy, dusty road, sometimes unable to breathe because it's so dusty. What is the trick during that time? What is the secret? Where are you going to gain the confidence that you're going to be okay and you're going to get through it all? 
So when I heard this told, and I believe it was from Chuck Smith, Calvary Chapel Chuck Smith, he said, the secret is, is to stay close to the cab. Put your back up against the cab. Jesus is there driving. Keep your eyes on him. No matter what, you don't have to worry about falling out of the back of the pickup truck. The tailgate's up, right? You can bounce around all you want, but he's going to get you home because you're part of his family. You're part of the family. He is actually in control. He is navigating for you. You're going to be okay. Stay close to him. He's going to get you through it. Well, as a kid, even sometimes today, I'm like, is God sovereign? Is he really that good? Is he going to get me home? Am I still in my life going to experience good things? Because I know I can look back and I can say, I didn't make all the right decisions, but I love Jesus. And I got to be a part of so many wonderful things, like gifts that he gave me that I got to be a part of, not because I always made the right decisions, but because I stayed close to the cab and he was in control. He was, he was, sometimes I thought I was driving. Sometimes I thought I was in control, but I wasn't. In many ways, I was out of control and have been out of control, but he's always been in control. And he's always loved you, forgiven you, and um, believed in you more than anyone else, including yourself. He's going to get you home. That's what God's sovereignty is, that he's in control, that everything's going to be okay, even if you're out of control. And the secret to knowing that sovereignty, knowing the goodness of God, having the confidence that everything's going to work out is staying close to him. This is the pillaged pastor. Grace come down for such a sinner as I and for such a sinner as you.